0: Hello everyone, my name is Miles T. Meyer. I'm the resident minister for Murphy and Burnett Halls, and this is my first year at John Carroll and my first Murphy Mass Reflection, so I'm really happy to share this moment with all of you. Um, So the Gospel is kind of a small reading, um, but what the passage doesn't include is the chapters in Luke right before this. Jesus is going and doing exactly what he's asked the disciples to do. He's just performed four major miracles, The calming of the storm on the lake, the exorcism of a demon, the curing of a woman's illness, and bringing a young girl back to life. Imagine if Jesus looked at you and said, I'm going to give you some of my power and authority after everything you just saw him do. How would you feel? This reading is often referred to as the mission of the twelve. Twelve disciples are gathered by Jesus and sent out into the world. What sticks with me is the line. He sent them to proclaim the kingdom of God. He sent them to proclaim the kingdom of God. Isn't that what Jesus asks of all of us? He sends us into the world to be his messenger, to play our small but vital part in proclaiming the kingdom of God. This can't help but remind me of my almost constant struggle I have with vocation. What am I supposed to be doing in this life? How am I supposed to proclaim the kingdom of God? How do I live the life that God is calling me to? I know that talking about vocation can be stressful and trust me, I think about it too much. But I think it's an important struggle that everyone, including me, including faith leaders, including you, need to engage with now, not just when it's time to make a decision. That is by no means a statement that I know what my vocation is. I don't know and I don't think I'm very close to knowing. My spreadsheet of graduate schools when I applied to come here was probably one of the biggest spreadsheets that I've ever made. Um, and it covered way too many schools. Places that I never thought I would go, but hey, it was on the spreadsheet. Throughout my undergrad years at Xavier, I thought that i changed. I think I changed what I wanted to do like at least half a dozen times. I was going to be a teacher, a political consultant, an urban planner, lobbyist, economic developer, or a social worker. My sophomore year, I attended a retreat hosted by my academic program, and there was a short session on discernment. We were presented with this framework, which I found very helpful. Um, I'm going to share it with you all. It's definitely not an end-all, be-all, or it's probably not the perfect example of Ignatian spirituality, but it has worked for me. I asked myself these three questions. Are you good at it? Does it bring you joy? And does the world need it? Are you good at it? This one probably makes the most sense. I shouldn't devote my life to something I'm simply not equipped to do. When I think about the reading, I think the disciples were each given some of Jesus' power and authority. Each of us has some gifts and talents that make us unique. They're the best parts of us. They're Jesus' gifts to us and our gifts to the world. We shouldn't turn away from these, but need to lean in and embrace them. The second question is, does it bring you joy? Dorothy Day once said, you will know your vocation by the joy it brings you. You will know. You will know when it is right. So Mark is probably going to mention ice cream and all of his reflections, and I will probably mention Dorothy Day, so get used to it. Um, so I think this is the question that i struggled with the most. What is joy? I'm going to come back to it later, because it took me a while to figure it out. Lastly, does the world need it? Christians are called to proclaim the kingdom of God, as the gospel says. But this does not mean that everyone needs to be a priest or work in ministry. It means to fulfill our own unique role in the kingdom. For some, that means being a social worker, a nurse, a business business owner, a journalist, or whoever you feel called to proclaim God's love in our world. This is something that I struggle with every day. Last year, I was a Jesuit volunteer working at Cristo Ray Jesuit High School in Houston, Texas. I worked in the Dean of Students Office, and that basically meant I did a little bit of everything. Around January or February, I knew that I was going to have to make a decision about my next steps. And with my track record of changing my mind every few months, I had to start from scratch. I knew that I was decently good at my job, and I was basically pretty happy. And there was definitely a need there. So why didn't I just stay and work? When I reflected, I just felt that something was missing. Yes, I was happy, but was this really what I wanted to do with the rest of my life? Why did I feel this tugging at my heart? I talked to my spiritual director and he didn't really have any answers, but what he asked me to do was to pray on what part of my job brought me more joy than others. As I prayed, I remembered the story of St. Ignatius and his conversion. After his cannonball injury, St. Ignatius was hoping to read the stories that are popular at the time, adventure books, knights fighting and traveling to distant lands, but the only books he had access to was a book on the life of Christ and a collection of the stories of saints. He noticed that after reading his usual adventures, he was happy in the moment, but that feeling left. When he read the books on Christ and the stories of the saints, he was filled with a lasting joy. This is the joy that I was seeking. I prayed on how to find this joy in my job, and what I realized is, is that I was energized by working directly with students, accompanying them as they traveled through high school. A lot of the time at my job back then, I was working for students, talking about students, doing things for them, but not always working with them. I like I said a student's name more than I actually talked to them. That's a great realization, but it wasn't exactly a job. Uh, But I think it took a lot of work to find a place where I think that I'm at least attempting to do that now. I've been through sort of vocation crises, as I like to call them, several times since then, in the last six months. This July, I went through one of the biggest vocation crises I have ever experienced. I was all set to leave Houston and come here to John Carroll. And all week, my supervisors and co-workers have been asking me about this job and what I would be doing. They wanted to know literally anything you could think of, things that I didn't even have the answers to. I think some of the times I had a text mark to get the answers to them. It wasn't exactly out of the ordinary, but what was out of the ordinary was that Friday night, the president of my school called me. I didn't even know he had my phone number, but he called me on my way home from work, and he offered me a job as the assistant dean of campus ministry there. They wanted me to teach two sections of a current event electives for seniors, and basically restart the school service program for scratch. It was a dream job, but something didn't feel right. He called me on Friday, and they wanted an answer on Monday. Uh, I did not have a great weekend. It was very stressful and I felt sick the whole time. I had grown to love the Crystal Ray Jesuit community and I loved the students, but I was excited to come here to John Carroll. I called one of my high school campus ministers and I talked to him about the decision. I talked at him for almost 45 minutes. At the end, he pointed out that when I talked about the job in Houston, I talked about the stressors or what would be hard. When I talked about coming here to John Carroll, It was all about excitement and joy. After what felt like a month, I emailed the president back on Monday and told him I appreciated the offer, but I was set on coming to John Carroll. It wasn't an easy decision, but it was the right decision. In the reading, Jesus tells the disciples, take nothing for the journey, neither walking stick, nor sack, nor food, nor money, and let no one take a second tunic. Jesus is telling them to leave anything behind that can make the journey comfortable. It's okay to be uncomfortable as we go into this work. Lean into the discomfort because without it, we cannot have the joy of the journey. This temporary discomfort is necessary at times to get the joy that comes from knowing your vocation. If you leave this Mass with one thing, please know that while this work may be hard or uncomfortable, you are not alone in this journey, and it is worth the joy that comes in the end. You will know your vocation by the joy it brings you. You will know. You will know when it is right.